Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam, including the Tascam Mini Studio. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. to another episode of Wookie Radio. It is Derek, Ken, and my sm- my smell and myself, <laughs> Mike. It's what happens when I'm thinking ahead to we are the smugglers trio. Self becomes smelf and that's the smugglers trio. Trio. Yes. It's going to be a trio. Oh, smugglers 3. It's not a Mexican wrestling match. <laughs> smugglers 3. There we go. Get the branding right. It's all about the branding. Yeah, right. Well, let's put it this way. I've been watching quite a bit of Pluto TV. Yes, it is awesome. Yeah. I wish I spoke Spanish because I'd watch a lot more Lucha. Yeah, but they, they've been hitting some pretty decent stuff up on uh, on the Impact one as well. Yeah, well, they always play all the old stuff. And actually, Stadium TV, which is one or two positions below that Impact channel, on Sunday nights runs like three different wrestling shows. They have ROH TV, which they run a couple times during the week. They have um, World of Sports Wrestling out of Britain, which is a um, relaunch of the old World of Sports Wrestling okay. from the 80s. But it's a modern one. And then there's like one or two other shows that they run on there. Okay. Well, some of the movies they've been oh, yeah. showing. I mean, there's some great movies on there as well. School Ties, I've, Wind Talkers. I watched Top Secret this week. Yeah. I've, I've watched Chaplin this week. Yeah. <laughs> so. Blue Dot TV, if anybody doesn't know, is the best thing for free TV out there. Yeah. Plus, you you also get, uh, I mean, you, you may get commercials every now and then, but um, the commercials last 10, 10 to 30 seconds and you're right back to your show. Yeah. Or your movie. I mean, it's some great stuff so um but check out wookieradio.net i'm slowly getting caught up on the sites uh so bear with me on that but check out our affiliates uh supporting them supports us no additional charge uh also to check out our web store um updates are coming soon in regards to the mandalorian armor baseball jerseys uh, the Chewbacca jersey should be up as long as, along with our normal traditional jersey. Um, also check out, see, I may add the black, black front, yellow backed, uh, baseball hat to go with Mando jerseys. Um, also to check out our partners, found me, F-O-U-N-D-I, D-M-I, and Heroes and Villains. Uh, click, click the pictures on, on the page, take you to their sites. Use the code smugglers for your 15% off your first purchase. And with Heroes and Villains, the Mandalorian slash Boba Fett themed gear is out. There is some nice looking stuff. I love I'm looking it. at this hat. I'm looking at the ball cap and that, that looks awesome. I love that flex fit ball cap. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the backpack too. <laughs> okay, I'll admit I'm a backpack type guy. Yeah, I, actually, I'm actually I'm actually working on an idea for a Smuggler's Alliance or slash Han Solo backpack to send them with hidden compartments yeah. in the inside the back. Oh, that'd be cool. So I don't usually do trucker 
caps, but the um, what is this? The Rogue Squadron and the Tie Fighter collections here both uh, have a, like a cool trucker cap that you can get. Yeah, I love I love our uh, our commando hats from the yeah from, from the box from Loot Crate. I I think that's better than the than the other two hats that they offer up on on there for the commando series. And even even um, but those are still great hats. That, yeah. Well, looking at Heroes Villains, they also this is mostly Star Wars merch, but they do have DC and Marvel in here. Yeah. There is a Batman exclusive Sons of Batman collection of different um, Batman t-shirts and things, and there's also the Hellfire Club for Marvel. Yep, which we, Although, talk, uh, we talk about that one over on the Marvel show. Okay. Mighty Marvel Geeks. But, I don't know. I've looked at Hellfire Club and I looked through the Batman ones. I think I still think the Batman ones look better. That's just me, though. Hey, you're if you want, I will talk to him and see about getting a code for DC Superpowers podcast as well. We gotta get that one back up and running first. Ah. It's been a minute. <laughs> anyway, uh, speaking of a minute, that's about how long tickets lasted for Celebration. Yeah. <laughs> the 40. We, we got an announcement of when it is and tickets went on sale the exact same time. Well, the, the the announcement for the tickets or announcement for Celebration was like a week before tickets. But tickets, oh, okay. went, on, tickets went on sale on the 21st, which was after we recorded last week, which is why we're talking about it now. And of course, it's going to take place in Anaheim. It's going to take place in August of next year, which hmm, be fun to see what the weather's going to be like in August of next year yeah. in Anaheim. Considering the last few years in Anaheim, it's been hot there like it is here. Well, it'll be uh, like Tulane. Yeah. Yeah. You're in Southern but California, yeah. it's going to be hot. But yeah, everyone mm. complained about Florida being so hot and then the rains. But you know what? I'd rather have hot and then the rain than just plain hot and dying. Well, wait a minute. You're at a Star Wars convention. You're inside the convention hall the whole time. Whoa, who cares about the rain? Because a lot of times... Like I- Chicago with the snow. Who cared about the snow? You're inside the convention center. True. So yeah, but you got to get to the convention center. Yeah. Well, and if you leave early so you could go prep to go to the after, you know, some of the after parties, like the 501st party or other stuff like that, I mean, you got to deal with the weather then, too. Or, you know, I understand some of the cosplayers taking their entire Stormtrooper armor or whatever with them and not wearing it and putting it on once they get there type thing. But um, so the tickets went on sale on the 21st at noon Eastern time, 9 o'clock a.m. Pacific. Pacific. Two hours later, the four-day tickets and the VIP Jedi Master packages completely sold out. This is not a surprise because this happened with um, Celebration Chicago, too. Yeah, but they didn't sell out this quick, though. It was, well, yeah, it wasn't within, what they say, two, two hours, hours there. Yeah. It was within 24 hours for Chicago. Yeah, so Saturday only passes sold out within four hours, but the other daily passes are still available. Now, here's some of the stuff I was hearing. People were in queue, had their had select, then got to the point where they were they were able to select the four-day pass, queued again for checkout, and then they were sold out. Insane how th- this process, it seems like for every other repop show, it's, yes, it's it's fine. The queuing's okay. Celebration, it's all, all screwed. I don't know if it's the amount of people coming or they just don't put enough tickets up or what. <laughs> In all honesty, I think they could put up more four-day passes than they actually do. That could also be them holding back to get, so that everybody knows that, hey, we sold out this fast. Mm. Then you release more tickets later. That's the problem. They didn't release more tickets later. Yeah. Or like right before the show, they released more tickets. They they haven't done that either. It's This is it. Good luck. Have fun. Um, do you think a show like um, like San Diego Comic Con or something would do, sell out this fast, you know? Mm, yeah. Actually, San Diego does sell out pretty fast. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. There are probably tickets for San Diego. New York Comic Con sells out pretty fast, but not 
this fast. Yeah. And that's also a Repop show. Now, I thought Repop's contract was up with the, with um, Chicago. Nope. Did they re-up it? Uh, I don't know, because supposedly it was up with Orlando. So I don't know how long their deals. Well, maybe Disney actually likes what they're doing. But D23 doesn't sell out this fast, and it's just as popular. And that's run yeah. by a different group. I just, well, I don't also, under- though, don't you have to be part of the D23 club to get into D23? Yeah. So that may actually help with or adjust the ticket sales for that. Yeah. Speed. Yeah. But there's, there's no reason why they can't add more four-day passes to this. They're really yeah. excited. Well, it depends on how many, well, what it is, is they have a certain amount of tickets. They probably have the actual max capacity that they're allowed to have. Then they say, okay, well, that, this percentage of that will be four-day passes, and then this percentage of it is one-day pass for each day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, but if you... if you Because turn- it says all the one-day passes for every day except for Saturday are still available. Right. To me, it, it makes sense to do, okay, based on your Saturday capacity or what capacity is allowed to be for Saturday. Say it's 100,000. Do, do do 60,000 four-day passes. That way you have the 40,000 Saturday passes. And then if you decide for, for Thursday, Friday, and Sunday, you want to reduce that number to 30,000, you could do that, knowing that those aren't going to be as packed as Saturday always is. Because any convention, if you don't do a four-day pass, your your biggest day is Saturday. Yeah. At any show. All right. Well, yeah. It's... So definitely maximize based around Saturday. And then if you want to cut everything else back with your daily tickets for the others, then do that. But I would say at least 60% of your tickets need to be four-day passes. And it doesn't feel it like may have it's it set that up. Many. It may have it set up that way, and they still sell it out that fast. Yeah. Well, while I continue discussing this from uh, comic book or comic book resource. Is that who this is? Yes, PBR. Uh, someone look up how much currently a four-day pass is going for on eBay. I gotcha. Because that's that's where some of this craziness is going for. It, it, it's causing all this. Uh, yeah. If you, if, you miss, if you miss tickets for the event, uh, don't panic. Last year or this year at Celebration, they introduced a system called Light, uh, which enabled people who couldn't go to sell their tickets back, in turn making more tickets available for purchase at a later date. It is unsure unclear if Repop will do this again for 2020. Um, but if they do, this may be a good bet. Now, uh, 2020 is going to take place the same year as the 40th anniversary of Empire Strikes Back, so it's mm-hmm. unclear how the convention aims to market the occasion. Um, notably, the Star Wars celebration takes place once every two years, but 2020's exception is an exception immediately following 2019. Uh, this may be an effort to include the Empire Strikes Back anniversary in the events, but no official announcements have been made. Uh, celebration will take place the 27th through 30th, so it's gone back to a four-day show. Now, yeah. here, here's my thing. I think they're putting it for 2021 to get it lined up for when the movies come out, 2022, 2024, 2026, and keep that pattern and offset it with D23, which will be 19, 21, 23, 25, etc. That would make sense, yeah. yeah. So, while, yes, the 40th anniversary of Empire is a bonus in this. I don't think that's the real, uh, the reality of why it's happening. Yeah. I think well, the reality have, is they're getting it lined up for the next three movies that come out. Well, I have your um, info here. Actually, go to Celebration first. I went to StarWarsCelebration.com. As of recording, and this is on um, Wednesday night, the 26th, uh, they, Friday and Saturday are both sold out one-day passes. You have kids' four-day passes available at $70, just so we have a baseline here. Um, Thursday, 
one day pass is um, 75 and Sunday one day pass is 75. So we don't have Monday this time. It's just Thursday through Sunday um, and 35 for kids one day all day pass or just any one day pass is 35. Um, now, four day passes, Jedi Master Pass is all sold out. Friday and Saturday both all sold out. Now, I went, I got two different versions, places here. Uh, eBay, I, I just put in Star Wars Celebration 2020. First one that pops up is a four day kids pass at $160. Uh, next one down is a four, another four day kids pass for $200. Uh, then we go to a two uh, four day adult passes are sitting at $800. Uh, one four day adult pass they have sitting at five fifty. And the one day badge they have a one day badge for seventy nine someone has up here. But another Saturday, just Saturday badge, they have um three forty or three fifty basically for the buy it now and they have a two fifty on there for um but has zero bids as the starting bid. Right. So people are already jacking these prices way up. And just for another look at this, I went to StubHub for resale prices on stuff. Um on StubHub they have for Thursday the twenty seventh four day passes or a four day pass for seven fifty. Starting at seven fifty, there's only eight of those left. It says uh, Thursday only badge from at two fifty. Friday only badge at three fifty. A Saturday only for four fifty, and Sunday is two fifty on StubHub. So that's why all these badges sold out so fast. Oh yeah, it's it's because people you buy as many as you can and throw them back up on eBay. Exactly. Yeah. Try and turn the secondary the market is where they get it, and they will get their cash for it. Which is why with the whole lottery system, people were getting hosed because it was supposed to be um whatchamacallit your name had to your your name had to be tied to it for the lottery so if you didn't go back through the light system to resell your ticket or the new person to who's buying to get to attach their email to it people couldn't do it yeah is there a limit on how many people can buy i don't i don't think there is now when you buy your passes for celebration if you buy them through celebration do you do they put your name on that pass already no supposedly sale supposedly um, it's they're now being chipped. Yeah, so, like a lot of other conventions I know of. Um, I know even smaller conventions that I go to. When you buy your badge online, you fill out your registration form right there. So your name and email is attached to that badge when you buy it. So if you buy like your family, say it was mom and dad and two kids, they may all have the same email, but they all have a different name on them. So that when you pick up your badge, it's already got your name on it. You can't resell that unless because someone else can't pick it up without your ID. Right. Well, thing is, they mail them. I think to you. that would slow this down. Thing is, they mail them to you. See, that's, uh, yeah. Well, see, you can even mail it to them, but you still have to ma- you still should have to, like, match up an ID with the badge when you show up. Unfortunately, they're not going to do that. Yeah. So. Actually, well, I don't know. The, the amount of people, I think, would make it bad, harder to do, but most places I know, or most conventions I've seen, they do that, though. They don't, they won't mail you the stuff. You have to pick it up on site. But, or actually, even, yeah, even Gen Con and Origins, two of the biggest gaming conventions in the country, you have to pick up your badge on site. Yeah. Well, th- with an ID. You have to have a photo ID to pick up your badge. For for this, it would be insane if you yeah. did. Well, Gen Con's 65,000 people, or 70 to 80,000 people. I mean, yeah, um, Celebration's a little bit bigger, but still, if they can do it there... They can do it anywhere. Yeah. It's, uh, at 70 to 80,000 people, and all of them have to pick up their badge on site, then... Uh, now, yeah. a lot of it, you pick it up on Wednesday, the show starts on Thursday. So, the, yeah, you have insane lines, but everybody knows you're going to get that when you get there. It's not a surprise. Yeah, it's... it's... And they set up, like... Forty different forty cues so that people can actually get their badges. But you have to have a photo ID to pick up your badge. So say Ma Dad goes to pick up the badge for the kids, he has to prove that hey, my name is you know what I mean, one of those badges right. is mine. Right. It, celebration, I'm telling you, is a totally different beast. How it's set up, how 
it's done. And, yeah. I, and from what I've heard, Celebration is a totally it's set up and run totally different than how Read Pop does New York Comic Con and and uh, and C two E two or any of their other shows. So I I don't understand why it's that way. Why they run it different when everything else is, is perfectly fine. You know, if all the other shows seem to be okay and that whole process seems to go all right, then why not pull that same effort into Celebration? Why make this such a a deal where it's, it's such a pain in the butt to get anywhere? Yeah. So I don't know. I just know next time it potentially comes to Orlando, uh, I'm gonna have to call into work so I could, so I can get my tickets. Mm-hmm. Point blank, I'm gonna have to call into work just so I can sit in line on the computer and get my tickets. I know um, it's not, it's nowhere near as big, but we have Colossal Con uh, in Sandusky here in Ohio, which is one of the bigger anime and gaming or anime and cosplay conventions. And they uh, they last I heard they actually released their badges in blocks. Same thing with their hotel rooms. Hotel rooms you open. Okay, this block of hotel rooms is open. Everybody can try to get it. Okay, next month we'll open another block of tickets in our hotel rooms. Oh, here, try to get in. Here's the even funnier part with that. They opened up the hotel blocks an hour after tickets opened. Yeah. Hotels are, most of the hotel, well, the hotels sold out same day as well. And most of them were already sold out or were close to selling out the day they made the announcement when the shows were, the show yeah. was going to be. So that was even more insane. Uh, it, it's getting to the point. Yes, I'm glad the show is popular, but and, and I enjoy going to the show and I, I want to continue going whenever it comes to Orlando. And yes, I will make an effort one of these days to actually travel to a show when it becomes affordable to do so. But this is this is nuts. It, it's, yeah. it's 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 no longer. I think it, the vibe of celebration may be slowly losing. I hate to say it, losing its appeal of what it's supposed to be. Well, originally it was backed by Lucasfilm, but it was still run by fans. Right now it's becoming um, of or it has been for a couple of years or for a while now. It's a corporate run show. Well, it's still run by Lucasfilm. Lucasfilm still yeah. dictates how it's done. But originally, the first couple of them were actually run by fans oh, yeah. with Lucasfilm. Yeah. It's just, it's gotten too big. They can't do that now. And it's gotten insane. So, um, so I guess, uh, next up, what is also insane is apparently, and someone mentioned, oh, the, the smugglers. Yeah, smugglers yeah. wouldn't do this. Speaking of auctions. <laughs> yeah. Smugglers wouldn't do this, folks. We know we are smugglers. Uh, these are your, your street, street handler, your, your pan, these are your hustlers and, uh, what other terms do I want to use? Do wells. That too. Um, I've got, Someone else I pulled the story up from had some terms. So I was like, okay, I agree with everything but smugglers. Your pirates would do this. Yeah. Um, apparently, Galaxy's Edge guests are stealing and selling Disneyland items. Very disappointing. So let's, so when it comes to collecting rare merchandise, both from Star Wars and Disney, um, the fandoms are the most passionate people you'll come across. I would say the Disney fans are a lot more passionate and go to the great links more than Star Wars fans, having witnessed both considerably. Um, with Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, again, this is from comicbook.com, Disney has embraced those fans by offering unique keepsakes for purchase at the attraction, which have already made their way onto the, to the auctioning site eBay. Unfortunately, fans are going to greater lengths to earn a profit. As far as taking to stealing items found within the park that are not for sale in hopes of selling them for a hefty premium. Mm. Here's the problem. Disney watches that. Mm-hmm. Disney. Yeah, they, probably have, they probably have people and people and people 
people, all they do is they search eBay and why and it runs co- keywords, and that's their job all day, eight hours a day, it's five days a week. Well, part of it is to make sure people like me, who are cast members, aren't trying to utilize our discount and resell for profit. Yeah. That's why anything I buy in the parks, I don't sell on eBay. Mm. 90% of the time, it's if you guys want, want me to pick up something, I tell you what my discount is, I'm going to give you my discount, I'll tell you what the discount is, I'm going to give you, tell you how much shipping is going to be, and that's what I'm charging you. I'm charging you my cost. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to make money on anyone with that. Yeah. I mean, there was one time I had I had a bunch of the Star Tours figures, which they were selling at um, the, it's a store called Cast Connection. They were doing, they used to do tent sales. They were selling them for like 50 cents a character, 50 cents a figure, something like that. I picked up a whole bunch. What did I do to them? I went to Jawa San, or I went to Sandcrawler.com, which was a figure trading site, or Sandtrooper.com, which is a figure trading site. I offered up a bunch for trade. Like, look, I'm willing to go one for one for these. Here's here's the type of figures I'm looking for. Here's everything I got. Mm-hmm. You want a complete set? What I have, I'm looking for this. And I and I tried to make it as fair and balanced as possible. So I mean, to me, no big deal. I was I was being fair about it. Not like some people. Oh, you want this? Oh, I bought it for fifty cents. I'm gonna sell it for fifty bucks because you can't get it anymore. Yeah, no. Um. <clears throat> so according to the OCR, uh, which is the Orange County Record, if I remember right, Orange County Register, uh, items like maps of the park, coasters from Ogus Cantina, cars handed out to guests on Smuggler's Run that determine your position on the Falcon have been popping up on eBay to fetch a profit. The outlet noted that some of these keepsakes that were never intended to be flipped on eBay have begun to disappear from the park. Though Disney hasn't commented on it on if this is a reaction to those who are stealing and um, stealing and selling items. That line doesn't make sense. Uh, anyway, the the widely popular August Cantina has been the hardest hit, according to the OCR. Postcard-sized cards visitors receive when they return to join the Cantina's virtual queue are now showing up on in the eBay bundle packages with other Galaxy's Edge loot. Oga's name is spelled out on the card in a, in a styled, stylish Arabish font. Hosts are supposed to collect the cards as patrons enter the bar. Uh, the outlet also added the laminated menus for Ogos Cantina are showing up starting at $40. And this was happening during Disneyland employee previews before regular visitors were even allowed into the park. So we know how we know those are cast members mm-hmm. or people associated with cast members selling them for them. And once officially caught and broached, yep, thank you. Bye bye. Turn over your your ID card. That's yeah. how serious this uh, Disney gets with these. Mm-hmm. You will be targeted. Uh, so now Olga's employees now hand out a ragged the ragged edge menus more selectively and collect them more quickly once you place an order. Uh, thievery has also extended to the flatware, which was intended to only be used within the park. Uh, one of the things uh, that has started is Olga's has begun stationing an employee or a cast member at the exit to make sure that the interstellar glassware that the cantina's alien cocktails are served in do not walk out the front door. Bartenders will trade the emptied $32 to $42 souvenir mugs sold in Ogas for a boxed and bagged glass for easier carrying. The reason for this is the beverages must be consumed inside Ogas before walking out since alcohol is not prohibited in the park itself. So it's now allowed in the park to be drank in the facility but you're not allowed to take it past the threshold of the facility. Yeah. 
So that's insane, though. Also, is like thirty two dollars for one drink. Well, if it's one drink plus the glass. Well, yeah, but still, I also don't drink, so I don't know. I don't either. It'll be how much just for the glass? I really like the glass. I just want the glass. Well, my wife has a drink once a while, so he's like, yeah, she could have a drink, and I'd get the glass. <laughs> I personally, I want to see what the glasses look like, and whichever one's the most attractive, that's the one I want. How much for the glass? That's all I want. It's the glass. I don't want to put water in it for all I care. If you, if I'm forced to drink it, if I have to have a drink in it. Just give me water in that glass. Well, they, they had plenty of non-alcoholic drinks also. Yeah. That's why I said I want to see what the glasses look like first. If they're all pretty much the same and it just says Ogus Cantina, fine. I want one that says Ogus Cantina. Mm-hmm. And I hope that glass is 20 bucks. <laughs> Not more. But we'll have, see. we'll have to see. So what are y'all's other thoughts about all this? I mean, <laughs> this is going to happen. This is not something that's surprising. Well, wave two of it's going to happen in a little over two months. It's disappointing, but not surprising. Yeah. I, I can see that. I, that's what eBay was created to do, basically. Yeah. Well, no, I think eBay was created originally to be your your online yard sale, not, yeah. Yeah. not your online, I'm going to try and rape you for something you can't get. I mean, it's bad enough with Celebration, with San Diego Comic-Con, your exclusives. They come out, you pay 60 bucks for them, and they show up on eBay for 180 within hours. Mm-hmm. Just because we're not there, we would like to get it, and this is what it's going to cost. Yeah, no, I don't like that idea. And then what gets worse is, over the years, the price keeps going up, even though mm-hmm. the demand for it's not there anymore. Yeah. I mean, I was still... There's not much to do about it, but... I mean, I would still love to get the Dr. Afra three-pack from last year's San Diego Comic-Con. I'm surprised that wasn't available somewhere else later, because a lot of those Comic-Con exclusives yeah, really. are available at certain stores exclusively. Like, so, say, yeah, the San Diego Comic-Con exclusive, give them a month later, it's on Hot, it's at Hot Topic. It, it actually was available at Hasbro.com. I just didn't have the money to get it. But it was after uh-huh. the convention. Now, right now, um, I could get one for 65 bucks off eBay. That's the cheapest. Yeah. yeah. That's not bad for an exclusive like that. No. Yeah. That I'd be willing to pay. Um, That's only a little bit more than you probably pay, paid on the show floor. I think so. I think they were 40, either 30 or 40 on the show floor. Uh, $62 as well. That's coming from Hong Kong. So, I mean, those I would consider. But I'm also, I mean, I've seen them loose, which I only need to get the two droids loose because I have a loose Afro from, I think I told you guys about the whole mishap, trying to order it from Walmart.com. <laughs> and it came with a nice crease across the board. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, there's two different packagings for this. Like, uh, I gotta get off of this back on track. Yeah. Um, I, well, I'm, uh, I'm in the other way. I'm actually on eBay looking at what they got for this um, under Galaxy's Edge. A lot of it is the stuff you actually buy as exclusives in this, and then you're just reselling it up here. Well, just which is it, something you expect to have anyway. Right, right. And as soon as it opens here, I guarantee you within a year, all that's going to be irrelevant. Yeah. Because there's going to be so much on the market. But look up Galaxy's Edge Spork. Yeah. I mean, I saw, I, I saw a park map going for 35 bucks. Yeah, I just saw one with chance cubes and it was somewhere around there. You know what? As soon as I find out I'm able able to go, I'll make the announcement on Twitter and I'll say the top 10 people who tweet at me, I will pick, you send me a self-addressed stamp envelope, I will pick up the park map and send it back. Yeah. No well, cost. That, that's here. Is the um, Ogos Cantina Rancor Tooth Beer Flight, is that actually available to buy and take home? I don't know. Because that's what they got here. It's actually cool looking. It looks like this is actually in the bag and stuff. 
so this may be something you actually could take home normally. I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot of people that have it, so. Then maybe it is. Oh, the Yub Nub Tiki glass <laughs> look cool, too. <laughs> the pork Tiki glass looks pretty cool as well. Okay, we're in a rabbit hole. Yep. Anyway, to get out of that rabbit hole, as we're now pissed off about people taking advantage of Galaxy's Edge and Disney and trying to make a profit. Which, okay, understand, that's world capitalism, but come on. Something that costs you nothing, you're trying to sell it for a hundred bucks. Yeah, sorry. Mm. There's, there's trying to make a profit, and then there's being greedy as hell. Just saying. Yeah. But let, let's take a look at this, though. It's all in the translation. Yes. And sometimes those translations could be cryptic meanings. So what if Episode Nine was titled Dawn of Skywalker, or or the rebirth of Skywalker. Well, intriguing. Here's what's happening. Uh, this comes from Inverse.com. Uh, language translations are a finicky business. So when it comes to translating a title uh, into another language, it, things may, mean different things. Sort of like uh, Harry Potter. First book slash movie here was Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Rest of the world, it was Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Go figure, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently Monday, the official Japanese page for Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker confirmed in Japan that it would be released under the title Dawn of Skywalker. Now, what could this mean? Either one, everyone's theory about Skywalker being a new Force-sensitive group akin to the Jedi is right, or two, Episode Nine will retroactively focus on Skywalker's rise to power, probably Anakin's. Hmm. But, but, but wait, the Polish translation refers to either resurrection or rebirth. So what all does this mean? Well, according to fans on Reddit, um, they began they began commenting on the different title variations around the world when the Japanese title was released. So here's what we have: Japan, Star Wars: Dawn of Skywalker; Greece, Skywalker: The Rise; Latin America, Skywalker: The Rise; Poland, Star Wars: Skywalker: Rebirth; Russia, Episode Nine: Skywalker: The Dawn. So, how do you guys feel at the moment hearing about the rise or the dawn? Or the rebirth, or dawn. Actually, yeah, any one of those three. With the way the way these are being uh, translated. It's interesting. Yeah. It seems like, it, if nothing else, it's confirming some of what we thought possibly that uh, Skywalker may not refer to a specific person. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or it may not be a proper name anymore. It may be more of a general noun. Like, instead of Jedi running around, they're all called Skywalker. Okay. I, I'm going to go back to a theory that I have said, which these are kind of lending to that as well. What if Luke did not die at the end of Last Jedi? Uh, Oh, again. <laughs> and, and, I think, and the rise and the rebirth is him coming out of whatever whatever mental funk, depression, whatever, and formally coming public physically in, in a true physical form. Uh, it's an interesting idea, but I don't think they're going to. Because in order to do that, you'd basically be retracking back all the stuff from The, um, uh, the Last Jedi, and they're not going to totally retcon the entire movie. Yeah, See, I don't. I don't think it'd be going back. I think it may be touching on that whole theory of Palpatine with bringing back to life or saving a life that he's able to, <clears throat> God, that was a crack, um, that he was able to d- 
do as a Jedi, or maybe even as a, a gray gray Jedi, or someone hovering both sides of the of the, of the Force. See where you're getting there with what Palpatine was doing with uh, manipulating the Metaclorians and uh, helping some, bringing someone back from the dead and all that. That's all straight up Sith. You got to think that's a very selfish thing. I right. want this person back. I want this. I want that. The, so I'm going to force the force. Yeah, force the force to do what I wanted to do. That's not a Jedi thing. Okay, but what, Luke was a Jedi. Whether or not he had um, disagreed with where it was going, he was or is a Jedi. Okay. And the Jedi, it's all about others, serving others. So he wouldn't have tried to um, hold on and return to light. Now, he may return to help her, to Ray, to um, advance what's going on. But he wouldn't have shown up je- or tricked death so that he could stay alive. Yeah, but who, who's to say that that wasn't an ancient Chinese secret since he found all these hidden Jedi books and original transcripts that the council, that the old Jedi council forgot about over the years. So what, which one would have been the old secret? How to cheat death? Uh, not that necessarily. Still would not been a Jedi trait. Maybe it was. I still say that's way too selfish. That's dark. That's straight up dark side, man. Mm. It's a it's an I statement there. The Jedi, uh, even tradi- uh, way back in the day, it was still serving the light side and the dark side didn't change. Their interpretation of what they thought was supposed to be did a little bit. And then it ended up, that's where they ended up working with the political process and stuff like that. That's not stuff that the Jedi should have been doing, but... <laughs> what, what if this was something, it's not a selfish thing, it's a survival thing. And that they had to, to cheat, they had to cheat death to survive, to get out of a, as a extreme emergency. And then for whatever reason, this whole thing during this time period, Luke's looking at it as an extreme emergency. Now that he has exposed himself to Kylo that I'm potentially back, but I don't want to put everyone else in danger. So you destroy them just to destroy me. I know. Like I said, it's an interesting idea, but I don't think so. Yeah, I think they're going to go more the idea of Skywalker as a type of person or a um, something like that. Right. Where it's going to place start. It's something I thought way back in the 80s when I first was figuring out what I thought of Star Wars of um, it, for some reason it stuck in my head that Luke uh, Yoda said the last of the Jedi is he but in my head for some reason I was thinking I don't know where I got it was um, Luke Skywalker was not the last was the last of the old Jedi but no he's first of a new type of Jedi right and it looks like so far from these movies we didn't see that he was truly the last of the old Jedi yeah but brought in Rey who is the first of a new yeah. instead of Jedi she'd be the first Skywalker Skywalker, possibly. possibly. We have a brand new, uh, I don't know, in gaming terms, to be a new character class, but a new whatever you want to call that. New religion, new uh, type of person, new type of fighter, whatever you want to call it. She's the first of the new. Luke was the last of the old and um, shows her why the in the movie shows why the Jedi had to end. Right. Well, now in the Polish title, the word Adrodzini is a word to trans- that translates into resurrection, rebirth, or even resurrection. This uh, renaissance. Um, could this be a spoiler referencing Palpatine's return, or is it just another reminder Luke will return as a Force ghost? Which I mean, I'll accept if he comes back as a Force ghost, but I, I, I know it's a long shot. But I'm still kind of holding on to that theory. He's not dead. I'm just playing a hunch on that. One. Yeah, I know it's a long shot hunch, but hey, long shot won the Kentucky Derby this year, so it could also refer um, a lot. Of, I'm getting ahead in the article, but it could refer to a different Skywalker. Could refer to Anakin. <laughs> so. We know Hayden Christensen is um, is friendlier with Lucasfilm again. Yeah. Now, or the Rise of Skywalker does refer 
refer to a new order of knights that will replace the Jedi and the Sith moving forward. So you would have the, the Knights of Skywalker and the Knights of Ren. You're either Ren or Skywalker. Well, we know the Knights of Ren exist because they, and they right. are in Episode Nine. We've seen them yep. already. Right. Yep. I don't know if they would call them the Knights of Skywalker, but a new order of something. Yeah. I can see that. And we know, uh, like I said, this this supposedly takes place, what they say, one or two years after Last Jedi? Uh, no more than five. I thought, well, they, they said somewhere exactly how long it was, but it, we know Ray has. A few, year, a few years after. Yeah. We know Ray has the original Jedi texts, not the ones that are full of dogma, not the ones that are full of thousands of millennia of um, what the Jedi learned how to do. She has the, as a far regular. as we know, the oldest Jedi texts available. Right. So it technically would be what we would say the, the purest form of the Jedi religion, if you wanted to do it that way. Yeah. So perhaps Skywalker goes back to the beginning and the new Skywalker are based out of those. And it's her interpretation of that. Yeah. So it's not going to be what the Jedi were or even originally because she wasn't there then. She's just taking what was written down and doing her own thing with it. Right. I, I can see that, too. It'll be interesting to see. We've only got a couple months left. Yeah. Yeah. So. And I wonder, I wonder if they... I wonder how they're going to end it all. Yeah, but you know, a lot of a lot of people don't really be aren't seem to be concerned about how they're going to end it all. Mm. Yeah, well, it seems like a lot of people are looking forward because we know there's more Star Wars coming. They're like, oh, well, it's just another movie. And we move on. It's like it's not realizing that no, this is the end, or this is supposed to be the end. No right. more Skywalkers. This is the number nine of the original story. Everything else is a spinoff from this. Right. So uh, another possible thing in here is. Um, um, we know the first six movies was the downfall and, re- and um, the downfall and the um, rebirth, basically, of Anakin Skywalker. Even though Luke came in there and, and Luke was in the second half and he was the main character in it, it was basically Vader or Anakin's journey to Vader and back to Anakin. What's the chance that Rise of Skywalker is Kylo Ren taking his, the mantle and being a Skywalker? Ooh, interesting. Because he was a solo. Uh, the He was a solo. He fell. He became Kylo Ren. But what's the chance that Ben Solo comes? He bring comes back as Ben Solo and takes the name Skywalker. That's because a possibility. Because what he did with his father, maybe he just he realizes he needs to um, start a new path, and he starts the new path as a Skywalker. And is he redeemable after killing his father? Mm, that's an interesting question. Yeah, yeah, what it is? Because even Vader tried to kill his fa- father figure with Obi Wan Kenobi, but never actually finished. Never got to do it. He almost died in the process. I don't know if he would have been able to. Pull off, pull it off anyway. Well, no, he did. Vader killed Kenobi. Yeah. That would, and um, you got to think from his age, he basically was raised by Obi Wan Kenobi from nine years old until in his into his 20s. He actually knew Obi Wan Kenobi longer than he knew his mother. Yeah. That was, that (laughs) could be looked at as his father. It took him um, like four movies to do it, but he finally killed his father and was still uh, brought back. Yeah. The love of his son brought him back. Now, if you flip this, because you got to remember, this is a group of trilogies, but it's also a trilogy trilogy of trilogies. What if Kylo in this, the first movie, he killed his father. We find out that Rey is related to the family somehow, and she brings him back the way of Luke bringing back Vader. So now Ben Skywalker comes back to help lead this new group of night of whatever it is, the new order, because he's never been a Sith. Right. They were adamant this whole time that Kylo Ren is not a Sith. Right. Yeah. He's something else. They've never said what he is, but he is something else. True. It is very true. <laughs> I don't know what you guys think about it, but... <laughs> it, 
I think clarification is going to end up being who is, um, who's Kylo? Is he Sith? Is he not Sith? Is it a new group? If so, is that what's going to bring out another new group to replace the Jedi? Um, I think that's all what we have to... Well, we do know what, um, that he is a fallen Jedi. Yes. Because he was a Jedi. I mean, he hadn't finished his training, but he was pretty darn close if he with the damage he did when he left. Right. But we, we still don't know exactly um, what happened with the temple. Was that right. Luke's fault? Was that Kylo's fault? And I don't, well, I don't think it was all Kylo either. If it was Kylo, it was him and the students he took with him. Right. Which we're assuming is what the Knights of Ren is. So they're a group of fallen Jedi. So these are all guys that have been trained as Jedi. Yeah. Is what, that's what we're assuming at this point, obviously, because we haven't seen it. But if you look at The Last Jedi, it said that he took the group of the most promising students with him when he left. And I think they said he actually killed the rest of them. I don't I got to go back and watch. It's been a little bit since I've seen The Last Jedi. Mm. Yeah, I think yeah. he, Luke says straight up that he destroyed the temple and took a group of the most promising students with him. But then again, that could be a certain point of view thing. True. Which I would Luke love. Luke was always told that Vader killed his father. I would love to see a certain point of view um, book done based on the new trilogy. Yeah. And the events leading up to that trilogy. I, I think I'd that like would be interesting. I'd like to see anything done with the events leading up to the new trilogy. Well, they've still stayed a little ways out. I mean, they've given us teasers, but they've stayed a little bit out from that still. Yeah. But I think they're waiting for this movie number nine to come out. Yeah. Then I think the floodgates are just going to open. Mm-hmm. So. Because then the secrets will be done out. Well, speaking of floodgates opening, Star Wars Battlefront 2, the latest app update has added one of the most anticipated features that everyone's been waiting for. Droid Ecos, a.k.a. Destroyer Droids. Yeah. I can't wait to play one of these guys. Um, um, that's cool. So now, uh, whether you call them by their actual name or refer to them as Rolly Boys or Destroyer Droids. Uh, these units need little introduction if you're familiar with the Clone Wars era of Star Wars. Um, so uh, one of the most feared droids finally joins the Separatist Army, wielding twin blasters and personal deflector shield generators, making them a formidable foe or anyone that faces off against them in combat, according to the patch notes. Destructive weaponry and a powerful shield aren't their only characteristics, as the ability to transform and swiftly locate has become synonymous with the Droidica. Mm-hmm. Or Droidica. Um, since the update has released, players are already trying out the new Droidicas to see how they stack up against other iconic units. Uh, players have also been sharing some gameplay clips, and the consensus appears that they are just as fun to play as, despite the fact that they may need they may need a damage or a shield buff. Uh, they're still as new as they can be, though, so it'll probably take players a while to get adjusted to them, uh, according to DICE. Yeah, and I'm watching the trailer they have have here that has the droidicas on it and most of the gameplay footage I show on here looks like it's part of um, Gla- or, um, Capital Supremacy. Yeah. The game, which can take forever to play that game. I've been in one game of that for like an hour and a half before. Wow. wow. It's just the nature of the game. You basically, you it's right around 20 on 20. You play on the ground and you fight, there's like five command posts. You fight for control of the command posts until you run out of reinforcements. Whoever controls the most command posts um, at that point, you go to the opposite you fly up to the ship of the other team and you have to destroy their ship. You have to take out two access points and then the two reactors. If you run out of reinforcements,
adjustments before you get to finish those goals, you go back down and restart on the planet. Oh, wow. And then uh, you fight back again, and then you go up to whichever ship lost that part of the ground battle and fight there. Now, do um, the ships do not repair while you're gone. So if you only took out um, if you took out the two access points and one reactor and got set back down to the ground, you go back up, all you got to do is fight that one reactor. But if your team lost on the ground this time, now you went back up to your ship and you're fighting to protect your ship to get back to the ground so you can get back up to theirs. I've gone back and forth to the ground like four times on one of these games. Wow. That's the one thing that's terrible is if you have to step out before the game's over, you don't get any of the um, experience or anything that was in the game. Uh, yeah. You have to finish the game to get the points for it. Wow. It's great. It's fun to play, though. It is a giant 20 on 20 battle. That's insane. Look, at, I'm watching some of this gameplay, and these look awesome. Mm-hmm. I, I think I would have fun playing these as much as I did not like. I didn't like the action figure. Really, I love this figure. I actually have on top of my TV downstairs, I still have the door guard. You remember that? Yeah. The motion activated, like, statue thing you can put on your um, desk when someone would walk up, it would actually d- jump up and start shooting at you. Yeah. I, see, I'm, I would consider potentially going back and getting a couple of these, having one in ball shape and one in open. Well, they didn't really do the ball shape that well. That's the only thing I didn't like. Yeah. Supposedly there's I a black... figure. I think there's a black series set of these as well. Yeah, I think so. Speaking of Black Series, did y'all see the pictures? I sent y'all on text today. Yeah. Yeah. GameStop. Cool. Picked up BT1 and Dr. Afra. I actually saw a triple uh, zero, but box was dinged up. I'm trying to keep a box that's nice. Yeah, a box that's nice. That way, if I open it, I still have a nice box, not one that's dinged up. But right now, uh, the two I've got are sitting up on a shelf still in the box, so I don't want to keep them that way. Because ideally, I'm going to have those. I'll have my carded ones and then the loose ones in the three and a half or three and three quarter. But speaking of collectibles, Lego announced today, I guess you could pre-order early ahead of its um, release date of September 1st. How about, how would you like to do coding on your own Lego R2, Gonk Droid, or Mouse Droid? Well, all this could be yours for, all this could be yours for $199.99 if you're a Prime member. And it's also available directly from Lego. These are co- part of their boost, the boost line, which is built code and play. The mouse droid looks cool. The R2 looks cool. But the gonk droid looks like one of the battle gonks from Solo. Yeah. Yeah. Which I I don't remember. Did they ever release the battle gonk, the, the battle droids as figures? I know they have them as Funko Pops. That's yeah. 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 I've seen the two that they've made. I haven't seen the others. Well, if you go to um, Lego site, some of the pictures <laughs> they show there, they show actually the mouse droid with um, weapons on it. Yeah. You can actually build weapons weapons onto them, even on the ones that don't traditionally have weapons. Well, they're saying they're saying uh, it's available now, but it'll be in the stores um, on the 28th this month. So as this re- is recording, these will be available in stores. Yeah. Oh, that's cool seeing that mouse droid with the saw blade. Mm-hmm. 40 missions. Watching the video. These pretty intuitive. I'm, I'm watching the video on all this. And man, you have access to the app so you can set the coding to do what you need to do. R2 will, will link up and you could almost like it's Hacking a system because you build the wall for that, and you transfer your module from one one to another. <laughs> this is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And the and the one arm will shoot a Lego missile. Oh, that's cool. I would have too much fun with the mouse droid. They're showing a mouse droid where it rolls by a dog and it drops a dog treat. Oh my god, mm-hmm. my dog would love that. Oh, I could chase my cats around with it. Yeah, I would have more fun with that mouse droid 
Droid than I, as much as I love R2 and I do like the Gonk Droid, I have more fun with that Mouse Droid than I have, would anything else. Mm. Yeah. There are some cool things on here. This is pretty wild. So, um, Lego notes that this is the first time their Boost drag and drop coding technology has been used in a licensed product. It allows kids and parents to learn coding skills, control the droids, and use the free app, uh, which only one droid can be controlled at a time, using the Bluetooth controlled movie hub. Uh, there are also 40 interactive missions to tackle with your new droid buddies. Uh, a demo video has also an official list of features are below. Uh, it includes a color and distance sensor, interactive motor, 1,177 pieces, enough to build all three droids, each coming with their own personality, skills, and authentic Star Wars sounds and music. Oh, sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, R2-D2 measures over 7 inches tall and 5 inches wide. The conk measures over 7 inches and tall, 3 inches wide, and 6 inches long. The mouse droid over 5 inches high, 3 inches wide, and 6 inches long. Uh, buildable props, including rocket boosters, a catapult, a cake shooter, a target, code decoder, obstacles, and more are available in this. This is going to be kick butt. I don't know. This may be one to tell both grandparents, y'all chip in. Mm-hmm. A hundred bucks each. We'll go pick this up for you guys so it's a joint gift to your granddaughter. If I can make that hard sell, then she's got it for Christmas. <laughs> you mean you got it for Christmas? No, it would be her. <laughs> I, I, I would have fun with her, but it would be her doing it. So, um, And speaking of collectibles, how about this? San Diego Comic-Con is not that far away. July 18th through the 21st. And here is the complete list of exclusives coming to Comic-Con that are Star Wars related. Well, this uh, is something. It could be more than just this. If you look at the, when I looked at true. the bottom, uh, like Heroes and Villains is not on here, but they will have exclusives. Uh, Heroes and Villains is supposed to have a Jedi exclusive. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's the one I'm waiting for. If for some reason my idea for the Smuggler's Backpack doesn't go and the Jedi backpack is waterproof, guess what? I'm picking up because I need a <laughs> waterproof backpack for work and my commando backpack will become my convention backpack. I love that thing. For I, mean, I do love that bag. It's a great bag, but the rains we get down here, it's killing me. Yeah. Oh, the, I did check see. My laptop. I was at Books a Million this week. Um, bam. And they actually had Heroes Villain st- uh, merch. Really? Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, but if you, get it, one back. if you get it there, though, you don't get your 15% discount if you use the code Smugglers. Yeah. So. And it was about the same price as you get online also. So Yeah. I see 15% off, and I think they even throw in free shipping with the code, too. I'm not sure. Sometimes you just get free shipping anyway. Uh, so Acme Archives has a shiny return, which is a Return of the Jedi poster that is all green. Looks cool. And an Echo Base root beer color variant. And it's for Echo Base root beer, which I kind of like that. I like that poster. Huh. I, like, I like both of those. Yeah. Um, I want to know, could you actually get the Echo Base root beer from somewhere? I don't know. Right? That would be awesome. It would be fun to just get a bottle of root beer and make the label and just throw it on there. Yeah. I would do that, too. Um, hey, we could do that when we have our meet and greet at, at the parks. The three of us could drink official Echo Base root beer. Nice. Um, Diamond Select has their concept Sand Trooper mini bust that will be there. Um, Fifth Son will have Dat, that's, it's Dat, Boba, and Divided Forces t-shirts, uh, which these look okay. I like yeah. the Boba Fett one. I like both of them. Uh, Funko. Well, we had these the, ones look awesome. We had, yeah. we had the gold and the blue at Celebration. Now present green, green chrome and Yoda and Boba Fett, which Yoda will be shared, a shared exclusive with Amazon, the Boba Fett shared with F1 
FYE. Uh, I just got the gold Yoda at GameSpot the GameStop the other day. They had a gold Groot at GameStop. At one of the GameStops I was at today. Oh yeah, I have that one too. So I don't know. I maybe the Boba Fett I'd be interested in. I know Zoe's got the Yoda. I don't know. She may be inter- intrigued by the Yodas. I like them both. I want both. Yeah. Uh, from Hallmark, we have a wild ride on indoor keepsake. God, that's, that's going to look good on a tree. That's yeah. awesome. And they're also doing, for their uh, itty-bitty collectors, a Chewbacca Bandolero that you could put your itty-bitties on and walk around with. It almost reminds me of the old action figure Bandolero that Kenner had uh-huh. when we were kids. Yeah. Yeah. And the, well, uh, go ahead. And the what? I was saying that that ornament um, is, it's uh, the Ewok on the speeder bike, which yeah. is awesome. Yeah. yeah. Which looks well, great. You actually get a discount if you buy three of their itty-bitties. You get ten dollars off. Yeah, yeah. So I wonder if these may be available after the show. Maybe because if so, this would be a this would be an interesting wall hang as well. Put itty bitties on, or in Zoe's case, to put some of her sum sums in dual purpose. Now from Hasbro, we've already talked about this before. Uh, Hasbro's got the Luke Skywalker Jedi Destiny three pack at fifty four bucks, uh, which is Stormtrooper disguise, X wing pilot, and Jedi Knight. Uh, the Kenner inspired six inch Boba Fett and the special edition prototype. Darth Vader, which will be at the Entertainment Earth exclusive, where it looks like the where they took the different colors for the different molds before piecing it together for Darth Vader. Yeah. Which this I would I, this one would be cool to have with the red yeah. head, the one red arm, the blue chest, and all that. That would be kind of cool. Darth uh, yeah, Vader was a redhead. Yep. Now Laadro, La who makes uh, porcelain creations, are launching a Born to Rebel, a new line of handmade Star Wars sculptures. And you can pre-order the first one, Queen. Uh, Amidala at San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, Mattel's going to have a mouse droid character car. So that thing's awesome. This thing looks great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It actually reminds me of, um, just because I saw it again earlier this week, was the original, the first episode of Transformers when they're on Cybertron. It looks like one of the Autobots from Cy- the Cybertron version of an Autobot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when they're all boxy and stuff. Yeah. Yep. Uh, now, Monogram has for us character bag clips. Those are cool. It's the prototype Boba Fett. Classic Boba Fett and Django Fett. It's only one problem right. with these. If I got the, the Boba Fett backpack from Heroes and Villains, I would love to put these on there, but then I would be afraid to take them out of the package. So I have to buy two. I'm taking them out. <laughs> yeah. I have to buy two. So I don't leave. I don't leave anything in the pack. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now Nixon has a their Skywalker Sentry Chrono, which looks okay. Mm. I like it. See, the problem is all these awesome Star Wars watches. They're always like three and four hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or you could. They also have a Skywalker Cinch bag, which looks like. Which I don't understand why it's Skywalker. It looks like the the light pattern from the dark from the Death Star hallways, and you get a blue and red string to represent the saber color. Mm. But um, Perfect Shaker, if you're into that type of thing, uh, has a Performa, uh, has a Boba Fett Perfect Shaker available. Now, uh, Regal Robot. That has, that, well, hang on a second. That Boba Fett design on that um, water bottle or shaker can, it, it's very, very 80s, all the neon on it and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Regal Robot has a Jabba's Dias Gargoyle Magnet. 
Uh, it looks like a door knocker, almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, that was what was in front of the dais the whole time that they hooked uh, the chains to. Gotcha, mm-hmm. gotcha, gotcha. That'd be cool to throw in the fridge. Yeah. Um, sales I one. Saw it. I thought, um, labyrinth. The knockers on labyrinth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sales one has a Medal of Yavin and a Han Solo and Carbonite pin set. I wonder if the medal is actual size. <laughs> I don't know, but you're soon. Well, you could soon get get the medal at uh. Well, you can get it now on Cal. California soon coming to Orlando. Yeah. Well, it says that the, it's what? 75 bucks. Well, that's yeah. 20 pair of gold. Mm. It says it's replica, so it's probably one-to-one size. That could be. Uh, I've played it, but... <laughs> 720 has Skywalker and Mos Eisley pint glasses. I like the Moss Eisley. Uh, Skywalker's okay. Um, Stance has... What's that? I like the Skywalker one a little better. Yeah. Okay. Hey, it's, it's interpretation. Sure. Uh, Stance has socks available. Uh, the Rebels, Empire, and Blueprint, kind of like the Blueprint ones, which is what they show in the picture. Yeah. But it's a, uh, the Blueprint are four-pack for 100 bucks. The Empire are two-packs. And the Rebels, it's two packs. I mean, I've I've been to a stance store. They have one at Disney Springs. They're okay. I mean, socks are okay, but and there's some cool looking socks. But I don't know if this is something I would truly wear because mm. I'm kind of an ankle sock guy. Yeah, and with me, people don't see my socks. Yeah, me too. Uh, Trans International Star Wars decals and posters. Which I like the ad at poster they're showing here on StarWars.com. Yeah. Uh, and then first to market items are coming, such as. New pieces from Beeline Creative, her universe and our universe, heroes and villains, which we talked about, will be uh, Jedi, uh, fan wraps, Fifth Son, Lounge Fly, Rock Love, T Turtle, which they have some great stuff. Uh, we've bought quite a few T-shirts from them. I'm actually trying to reach out to them, see about doing a uh, affiliate with them because I think everyone, like I said, we've ordered quite a bit of stuff, and uh, I, I actually their quality is nice. It's some of the nicer T-shirts I've seen. Uh, Tom sells one and. 720 and there's more to come so i'm sure this list will be updated uh but there was a from san diego comic-con blog there was more of a list for star wars and i think and this is the exact same thing that starwars.com posted up yeah and then finally amazon has a exclusive funko pop which for 65 bucks you could get han solo inside the millennium falcon it's pretty cool looking yeah it's it pretty is cool, awesome but looking. god not at 65 bucks yeah it's a little expensive yeah well actually that What's kind of cool in here, though, is you always see the quad laser cannon on top. A lot of times, most of the toys and stuff don't have the bottom laser cannon on there. This uh, has both. Yeah. La- the Lego the Lego Falcon I have has the, the bottom laser lasers okay. as well. Uh, yeah. This measures uh, five, inch, five and a half inches tall, ten and a half inches wide, and 13 and a quarter inches long. It's a big piece. Yep. Yeah. So I uh, wonder I wonder if the Han, the Han must be removable. I don't know. Usually they are. I would love to get it, but I have no place to put it. I really don't. There are, there are things I want to do with my collection that I just don't have room for at the moment. Too bad you don't have your own room for it like me. Yeah. Oh, trust me. I win the lottery. My new pocket, my, the room that will be my podcast studio will also be the room for all my collectibles. Mm-hmm. So I will get a small love seat for in the back, pod t- my the podcast area, and then display cases left and right. I got one the lottery first. Mm. Uh, so from there, any final thoughts? Nope. I got nothing. No, I, I'm, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff in here this week. Yeah, so yeah. Mm. good show. Well, on that note, only one thing left to do. Give the evacuation code signal. 
object. I can hold it. Pull out! No, I'm all right. I have placed information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. I've lost R2. <laughs> It's a good story. I think you just can't bear to let a gorgeous guy like me out of your sight.